Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. I want this church to know how much I love you and appreciate you. Thankful for the strength that we garner from one another each and every week. Gathering together to pray with one another and to worship with one another and to allow God to do greater things in our lives. You know, if you ever get to the place that you're just comfortable where you are, you're probably in trouble. There needs to be something, a hunger that drives us to say, you know what? That was good yesterday, but today I want something more. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Simeon said, I've waited for the time that revival would be birthed for the world. And now I am holding the baby that will bring that into existence. I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning from this thought. You're holding the baby. Clap your hands to the Lord. Give Him praise and thank Him today. Hallelujah. You may be seated. While I understand this morning that we live in the darkest hours known to man. I have never seen anything like the world we live in today. I'm almost 65 years old and I've seen lots of stuff. But I'm telling you that the world that we live in now is as dark as it's ever been. Wars and terrorism and abortion and same-gender marriage, new diseases, unprecedented wickedness on every side. That's the bad news. The good news is I also have a revelation that we are living in the most exciting times the church has ever witnessed. Listen to me. The darkest hours are truly before the dawn. 
you might as well prepare yourself. You might as well understand in your hands this morning is the greatest opportunity that the world has ever known. God has placed, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God has placed it in your charge. He could have chosen anybody, but on this Sunday morning in Anderson, Indiana at FPC, God is saying to you, I put the baby in your hands. You're going to be able to produce something that the world has never seen. Now we got a few folks around here that are pregnant. They're going to have babies. The Harpers, the Kings, the Hensels. And I don't know about anybody else. And I'm not trying to prophesy anything. Oh, that's right. Where's Emma? There she is. How could I forget that? Watch this now. I remember back when your pastor... was in the womb of his mother. It was a big deal, but it really didn't sink in. I was going through crazy stuff in my life. I was so self-centered, soaked up in what I wanted to do, that I didn't realize just exactly what was going on. But I want to tell you something. The excitement of the thought of that baby being born was one thing. I I, I thought Sister Kelly has been caring for these two beautiful babies for a few weeks, months, I don't know. Now she probably knows really well. But, But I thought about that. You know what? Even though they're not her own, she loves them like... They were her own. And and I thought about that. You know, there are things that come in our lives that sometimes they're not ours per se, but God gives them to us and He wants to see how we're going to respond with what He puts in our hands. And as you know, physiologically, it takes about 36 weeks for the bun to finish. It's in the oven for that long and then finally it decides to come. And brother Kevin, there's something different about it being in the womb and you holding it in your hand. Come on. We talked about it. We bought clothes for it. We fixed up the bedroom for it. We bought it a nice comfortable baby bed that it probably won't ever sleep in. I got some mamas in here and some daddies that are saying amen. And then finally the day comes. We go to the delivery room and there it happens. Everything begins to come together. The labor, the travail, and finally the baby is born. And suddenly everything that we thought was just a promise becomes a reality. Come on, somebody. I want somebody to understand tonight 
just as that's today, as that, that, that's the case in the physical, God wants this church to understand there is about to be an explosion of light in this world, a light so bright that it will either illuminate the hungry or blind those who refuse to see. Nevertheless, the revival that's about to be birthed in this 21st century church is without fail going to happen. At the conception of that natural baby, God forbid that anything happen at the end of the time when it's about to be born. There is no stopping the process. Where it began and where it ends is a baby in your hand. You see, some of you think that what's going on in the world is because somehow God is angry. God is some way trying to get back at us. That's not it at all. God is taking us through this process because there's about to be a birthing of something that will change the world. And guess what? You and I are holding the baby that's going to bring it forth. Paul writes to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them you listen to me this is a prophetic word to the religious world if you're watching on the internet today I want you to hear me the religious world is about to be turned upside down by the reality of a Holy Ghost outpouring in dynamic proportions Listen, in the days of the apostles, there was all kinds of religion going on. All kinds of mindsets, idolatry, even folks that thought they were doing the right things as Christians. But God said, wait just a minute. I want you to understand that when... I was conceived in the Holy Ghost. I want you to realize that that was not without an end. I had a purpose in all of that. It was in my plan. And when he came into the world, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, began to operate like never before. I need to tell somebody today, God is about to rise up in you. 
the spirit of the living God is trying to make you realize you're not just a Pentecostal. You're not just sitting in a church somewhere because you didn't have something else to do on a Sunday. But God said, wait just a minute. I want you to realize what I did for you when I filled you with the Holy Ghost. I put the baby in your hand that was going to light up the world and turn the religious realm upside down and let them see I'm real, I'm alive, and I'm able to save. Quit telling yourself it's never going to happen. Oh, look, I'm like you. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it blows me away. It blows me away that, that I, I've been in the church. I've been in the church 46 years. I, I, I know I don't look 46, but... It's, it's, it's hard for me to, to, to garner all that and, and, and keep, that in my, keep that in my mind and my mindset. But, but, but there's, something that I, there's something that I've been feeling in my spirit of late. Listen, I, I'm, I'm certain that everybody that's been around the church at all, anybody ever heard any prophecy in the church? Come on, give me a Baptist nod, wave or something. Anybody ever received a promise from God through the man of God or the word of God? Come on now. Now, here's the moment of transparency. How many of you have said, I don't know if that's ever going to happen? You know you said it. You know you've questioned it. Come on, we all have. I'm going to tell you there are things that I received 20 years ago that I'm still waiting on, but I hadn't quit believing that they're going to happen. You know why? Because if God said it, it's going to come to pass. I don't know how. I don't know when, but I know it is. Why? Because God said, I, you're holding the baby. You're holding what's going to produce the move of my spirit that will change a generation, that will cause a church to rise up and be used mightily. I want to encourage somebody. You've heard it preached all your life. There would be a great harvest in the last days. And your faith is beginning to weaken because of delay. I, I want everybody in this church that's come to the church in the last three years to stand right now. Come on, if you've come to the church in the last three years... No, it ought to be better than that. 
You say, well, I thought it was going to be bigger than that. It is. But you're holding the baby that's going to produce it. You got to do something with it. Brother Stephen Gill told us today it's our responsibility to know, to know what we need to know to produce. You'd be seated. To produce the mighty move of God that God wants to give us. We're holding the baby of harvest. I tell you this morning, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Let your faith be increased. Watch. The Bible said God's word is forever settled in heaven. What's that mean, Bishop? Listen to me right now. That doesn't mean because it's been settled that it's fluid. What's that mean? That means it's not always going to flow the, think, the way you think it ought to flow. But it has been settled. And nothing, no circumstances, no situation, going to change it. It is settled in heaven. And he said in his word, in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Do you hear me right now? I'm talking about apostolic revival. Where sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams. There's going to be miracle signs and wonders like never before. But how's it going to come? You're holding the baby that's going to produce it. The enemy would like for us to believe Somehow things are winding down. Secular religion would love to make everyone comfortable in his or her sinful condition. But Jesus didn't come to the earth to make us comfortable in our sins. Matthew 1 and 21 declares, Thou shalt call his name, Jesus. For he shall save his people in their sins. It's not what he said. From their sins. Oh, Simeon didn't have any idea really what he was holding. He just knew that his part of the prophecy had been fulfilled. And he said, I'm ready to move on now and move out of the way because there's something bigger than me that's coming on the scene. He held salvation in his hands. Uh, come on, somebody. I'm trying to get you to realize. You, you may be here today and asking, what's the answer for the world? I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning, you've got the answer. It's in your hands. His name is Jesus. Watch this. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Bishop. I, I don't know just exactly how all of that's going to happen. Watch now. Listen to this. This is what the Word of God says, Brother Matthew. He that believeth on me... 
as the scripture has said, out of his belly. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know what that tells me? I don't have to wait on anybody else to produce a move of God. If I believe, if I believe that I'm holding the baby, if I believe that it's in my hands, the Bible said, out of his belly shall flow rivers. You know what rivers of living water does? It gives life to your marriage. It gives life to your family. It gives life to you. It gives life to your work. Come on, somebody help me right here. It gives life to everything that we touch because everywhere we go, it's flowing out of us and touching those that we touch. There's about to be, watch here, and it's happening right now. It's about to be an illumination of the adversary of this world. And it's about to come face to face with its opponent. You want to know who that is? You're holding the baby. The sad thing about it is that for some it will be too late. Church will be gone. The time of grace will be over. I, I, I'm here this morning to share with you a revelation of truth. Everybody look at Bishop right now. You've been waiting for your help long enough. You've lived in your situation. Long enough. Your enemy has sneered at you long enough. When you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. That baby that Simeon held that day was going to be the Savior of the whole world. It wasn't going to save just one sect of people, one particular group of people, but it would save the whole world. And it would usher in the Holy Ghost. In fact, when he left, when he died and was buried, come on somebody, he told his disciples, I'm going to leave the baby in your hand. Come on, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter. Can I tell somebody, uh, the Bible said when the enemy comes in uh, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Uh, hey, apostolic, uh, let 
me tell you something. If you got the Holy Ghost, uh, you got everything that you need to win every battle that hell would try to drag you through. You got the Spirit of the living God. You're holding the baby that will produce victory over hell, over darkness, over evil in every measure. The enemy has tried to lull us asleep. But I want to tell you that we're standing on the precipice of apostolic revival, the likes of which we've never seen. Say, oh, yeah, I've heard that, Bishop. Wait a minute. Be careful. Remember, you're holding a baby. You know, it was another thing when Mama was carrying it around in her womb. Daddy didn't really feel responsibility for it. Come on, I used to be one. Well, I still am, I guess. But But watch now. It's something different. When mama's carrying that baby, she feels the responsibility. Take her prenatal vitamins. Be sure that that baby gets everything that it needs because she wants a healthy baby. Come on, somebody. But something else happens when that baby pokes its little head out of that womb and that cry is heard and that daddy is in the room and all of a sudden it sets in on him. Wait! What have I done? And about 3 o'clock in the morning... And, of course, every dad gets up and goes to take care of the baby. No, I'm trying to get you to understand something. When that happens, when the baby is born, it now transitions from the responsibility of just mama to mama and Daddy, your role and responsibility is to be sure that that baby grows up in the admonition of the truth and understands its role in the kingdom and what its responsibility is to live for God and live separate from the world. Come on, somebody. When you hold that baby in your hand, you realize the only way it'll ever grow up like it needs to grow up is if you, mama and daddy, take care of it, teach it, love it. Come on. It's the same way with the church. You've been given the Holy Ghost. You've been given the power of God. The only way this will ever become what God wants it to be is if you and I love it, we care for it, we nourish it, and we share it. Let me hurry on. The world, watch. If we ever held on to the promise, we better hold on to it today. The, wor- the world is tired of fraudulent fanaticism. They are looking our way for a righteous direction. 
They've tried the bottle. They've tried the pill. They've tried the needle. They've tried the pipe. Come on, you're not going to help me right now. None of it has worked. None of it has produced what they were created for. And that was to do the will and purpose of God. Watch. I want to read something to you real quick here. I want you to look with, with me to the book of Ezra. Ezra chapter 4. I, I, I'm just going to read one scripture to you. And I want you to understand this is what the enemy is trying to do to you and me. This is what the prophet said. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building and hired counselors against them. Watch. To frustrate their purpose. I'm going to let that sit there just a minute. To frustrate their purpose. Don't you understand that you hold the baby? Your purpose is to promote the kingdom of God with the baby in your hands. There's nothing that lets the world know the love that's in your heart than the love that you portray to your babies. The enemy is doing everything he can right now to try to keep us from building. If you think this is all God has, and I love every one of you, believe me, but if you think this is all of Anderson that God wants to save, you are sadly mistaken. He's just looking for somebody That'll step up with the baby in your hand and show the world how much the love of God will change their life. Don't get frustrated right now. Listen to me. Don't get frustrated right now. Our our dear Bishop Bingham used to say, Somebody's going to backslide five minutes before eternity. Don't you lose out with God right now. Don't you get discouraged right now. Your son's fixing to come to the house of God. Your daughter's fixing to make their way to the church. Your husband's fixing to be saved. Your wife's fixing to be stirred and shaken. Your friends, your mothers, your dads are getting ready to be drawn. But we can't quit right now. We can't let the enemy frustrate us and make us give up because the baby is in our hands. The thing that's going to produce revival, you've already got it.
got to hurry. The world is looking for doctrine of substance. The good news is, the darker the night, the brighter the light. We're not going to go in hiding. Where I read from at the beginning of this, Israel was just in that place. They'd been in darkness for 400 years. Can you imagine this? There was no light in the temple. There was no prophetic voice in the land. Josephus spoke of a time when he referred to a lack of glory in the temple and the absence of the ark. The priests were caught up, hear this, in the motion of ritualistic worship. I thank God today for a visionary pastor who isn't afraid to walk by faith into uncharted landscapes. Who isn't afraid of last century evangelism. Listen, if anybody ought to be in the community, it ought to be us. It feels pretty good right here in the church, Bishop. No, I said if anybody ought to be out there, it's the ones that are holding the baby today that the world needs. I'm thankful for a man of God that's not afraid to step out by faith and operate in faith. I'm thankful for men of God that are not licking their finger and holding it up to the wind and looking for the nod of their peers. Listen, Brother Stephen said it this morning. If you're pleasing the people, you're probably not pleasing God. Well, yeah, yeah, but Bishop, church ought to be a place where we come to feel loved. Anybody here feel unloved? If you do, come here. You need a hug. Amen. I don't feel unloved because a man of God points his finger at me and says, Thus saith the Lord, you need to get this out of your life and you need to understand you need both hands free because you need to hold the baby. You don't need to be tied to this world. You don't need to be associated with this world. You need to be free to hold the baby and share the baby with the world. Men who say, I don't care if it hasn't been done before. God told me to do it. And God's running this show anyhow. Woo! That makes you squirm in your seat a little bit. Yeah, but I ought to have some say in the church. Who says? Give me scripture. I could give you scripture. 
For the Bible says that nobody's going to be saved without the preacher. Well, why don't you just toot your own horn? That ain't me. That's the word of God. I'm trying to tell you, you got the baby in your hand. You've got what it's going to take to produce revival. You've got what it takes to, to fill this church to capacity. But you've got to recognize the responsibility of the baby. The priests were still offering sacrifice upon the altar. We're still washing their hands in the brazen laver. They were still eating the showbread. They were still trimming the candlesticks. They were still offering incense on the golden altar. They were even still passing through the veil. But they were pouring the blood of sacrifice on the ground. Because there was no mercy seat to sprinkle the blood on. Sins were not being atoned for. And the Shekinah glory of God did not appear. They were only going through the motions, but they were not having church. <laughs> oh, it was a very dark hour. But time had brought them to a place of prophetic fulfillment. Time and prophecy had crisscrossed. Man's need of God and God's plan for man had come to an intersection. A bullseye had been marked on the pages of the ages. Let me say that the last century church has not seen the revival that has been prophesied in the past. Is there anybody with me? How many of you believe we've seen the best of it all? I, I, I want to I get that established here today because I think that some of us may have settled for something less than what God wants us to have. God is sending the church a word of confirmation that there's about to break forth upon the congregation an apostolic revival. It's not going to come from some fancy, dancy evangelist, and I love evangelists. It's not going to come from somebody that waltzes in and out of your life. But it's going to come when we understand we hold the baby. You want to know what? I want this church to be a crazy church. You know why? Because revival churches are crazy churches. What's that mean, Bishop? I want you to get up and run in the middle of the sermon. I want you to speak in tongues 
when everybody else is being quiet. I want you to say, no, they don't. Amen. We need to be a crazy. Well, you know, I, I'm not want to disrupt anything. I'm just going to sit back here and uh, I'll wait on somebody else. Brother Haney. I'm going to tell you something. Don't you let hell and don't even let your brothers and sisters keep you from being what God has called you to be. You're holding the baby. It might be your shout. It might be your dance. It might be your word in tongues that produces the mighty move of God. But if we all wait on somebody else, we may never see it. I'm trying to tell you, you got the responsibility because you're holding the baby. You know what makes a birthday party? The baby. Amen. You, you, you want a birth revival? You're holding the baby. Bring the baby to the party. And let's not make it like a wake. Let's let it be a party. What time is it? Oh, man. Watch. Revival never makes sense. When it comes to prophecy, what's going on now has nothing to do with what's about to take place. Something prophetic is about to break forth in this place. Watch. Listen. The first Adam was really the second image. The Adam of Genesis looked like the God of creation. And God, God is about to take your life in living for Him to a personal level. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. God is about to take you on a personal level. God's about to give you a fulfillment of a promise. If you've been looking for the answer... You're in God's presence right now. Have you, been, have you been needing a word from heaven? I've got a word for you today. You are holding the baby. Well, I, I've got sons and daughters that need to be saved. I've got parents that need to be saved saved. I've got brothers and sisters that need to be saved. I've got personal circumstances in my life that have so overwhelmed me that it's like a shadow that follows me, a cloud that hangs over my head, and I can't seem to get loose from it. You're holding the baby. What's that mean, Bishop? I'm trying to tell you that every solution to every circumstance and ill in your life is in the baby. Simeon said, 
I don't have to see anything else. I don't have to know anything else. I don't have to wait anymore. Everything that I was told has now been brought to fruition. And now I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go this morning? I didn't mean to the restaurant. Are you ready to go this morning? If not, you need to get a hold of the baby today. Let's stand. I want to ask you a question today. And I don't want you to think that it's rhetoric. But I'm as serious as I could ever be right now because I believe it's in this building right now. Are you ready for your answer? Are you ready for your answer? Why don't you lift your hands? And give him the question right now. Come on. Why don't you ask God? Come on. I don't hear anybody. Nobody's listening to you. They're trying to get their own deal. Right now, ask God the question. Ask God the question. God, the man of God has told me that the baby is in my hand. And God, I need some answers I need some direction. I need some hope. I need some help. God, I need you to move in my life. I've been told. I've been promised. I've been prophesied to. And God, I'm ready for the answers. I'm looking for something this morning. I'm looking for something this morning. I'm looking for somebody that understands you're holding the child of promise. The baby called promise in your hand. And I'm asking you to step out by faith right now and walk to this altar and stand around this altar with your hands lifted. And say, God, I'm going to do something with this baby. I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm going to share it with a world that so desperately needs it. God, I feel the responsibility and role of holding the baby in my arms. I feel the responsibility of the Holy Ghost down inside of me needing to produce a mighty move of God in this last day. Come on, that's it. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, I'm ready for you to produce the promise in me. God, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I'm holding the baby. I'm holding the baby. I've got the baby of promise. Produce.
produce it through me, God. Produce it through me. Oh, yes. Come on, if you can do anything, if you can use anything, you can use me. Sing it, sing it.